0: I'm Zoe Duff, and this is Don't Say Maybe, Episode 3. We all have dreams and plans for what we'd like to achieve in our lives. Frequently, life gets in the way, and we all find obstacles that slow us down or completely derail our hopes. We say, oh, maybe, someday, if things change. Some people don't see obstacles, they see challenges, and they find a way around over or through things that stop most of us. This podcast is about finding those people who have been successful in several areas of their lives. In this episode, we'll chat with two such people. Today's guest was a member of the editorial collective of A Room of One's Own, a Canadian feminist literary magazine. She was written has written a one-woman play called The Blanket on Freud's Couch, as well as a quantity of microfiction, magazine articles, and poetry published in publications as diverse as tiny alt.culture zines like in Hell's Belly, and mainstream literary publication like Woodwork, WordWorks. She is a contributing author in an anthology called Saving Seeds. Her first novel, Blood Rain, was released in 2017, followed by a collection of short stories, Fables, Fictions, and Fantasies, a Compendium, in 2018 by Philadelphia Publishing. She regularly posts to her blog, Dark Wine and Shallow Graves, which is found on her website, Don't Say Maybe chats with Chloe Cocking at her Indigo Mayfair author signing. Chloe is accompanied by her husband, Robert Cocking, who is a GIS and mapping consultant. Welcome, Chloe and Rob.
1: How are you doing today? Well, so far, so good. I don't uh, actually have stage fright. I thought I might. But so far, so good. What about you, Rob?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you.
1: How was the ferry trip? Uneventful. That's good. Although... I did notice that there was um, a seeing-eye dog in training, and previous experiences with seeing-eye dogs, um, I, I neglected to check to see it had its picture ID. I don't know if you've actually ever seen that, where they dogs have to have picture ID yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I, I find this the funniest thing in the world, but it was too early in the morning for me to have my wits about me, so I didn't check that the dog was properly credentialed. So, we're
0: here in uh, Indigo, Mayfair, and uh, people are stopping by to chat with you at your table. So, we'll take breaks as people approach. Okay. So, Chloe, you are an experienced at author tables in various venues, conventions and all that. Uh, you have also have online marketing and author presence pretty much down pat. How does it feel to be, though, in a major brick-and-mortar store like Indigo and knowing your books are now on the shelves here?
1: Um, It's weird. But not not bad weird. It's good weird. I um, I'm a I'm an ebook convert, so I'm all ebooks all the time. I never go into brick and mortar bookstores, and I've sort of forgotten about them. Um, but I'm aware that that's kind of an, a minority opinion that most people are still into the the paper books. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gratifying on one level. I also have a fear that. If it's in brick and mortar bookstores, I'll get more hate email. I suspect I have that I have that worry. So we'll see what happens with that because I get, I get occasionally get some fairly sternly worded um, emails about I'm a naughty person who shouldn't do what she does. Oh dear, yeah. the main goal do you know i i don't know that i've ever had a main goal i it's very hard for me to focus on one thing and some of it is the the, you know the adhd um but some of it is that i'm just interested in everything so i like to try everything and there was just eventually it was time to try writing so i did i don't know what's your perspective Rob.
2: Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, you, you were writing long before I ever met you, so I don't know that I have a lot to add to that. Uh, although, that it, it does seem to have, um, be taking up more of your life in as a, it, the longer I've gotten to know you. You, you do seem to, to want to do it uh, and be driven to it uh, much more.
1: I think that's fair. I'm a ter- I'm terrible at being interviewed because I never have a definitive answer for anything. That's okay.
0: <laughs> um, I, you've got several genres going here. The, the, um, the horror novel and the collection of poetry, or the collection of short stories, and the next one out is poetry. Mm. So you're diversifying just in what you're writing as mm-hmm. well as uh, other activities besides writing. So yes. So you've got broad interests for sure. Yeah. Um, Rob, I do have a question for you. I know you are a super gamer. I don't know for sure what a GIS and mapping consultant does, but I gather there's a fair bit of field work involved and lots of high-tech equipment. How did you get into that work?
2: Uh, well, basically, I, I went through UBC in, in geography and uh, BCIT in the Geographic Information Systems program, which is basically computer mapping, although far more than just making map, paper maps. But uh, I was hired by the, the Canadian Geological Survey, or sorry, the Geological Survey of Canada, and uh, so I've spent the last 26 years of my life uh, making maps for them. And uh, more recently, I've started doing some field work. Um, uh, we're studying some landslides, so we're using drones to, to study how the, the uh, 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 how we're using drones to study how the landslide has, is changing over time, and GPS units and uh, radar satellite uh, uh, data that we're gathering, collecting, and
0: I think yeah. I saw there on your Facebook that uh, they were letting you drive that drone.
2: Was that yes. was that fun? Yes, I'm a licensed uh, pilot uh, now, so it, it's a lot of fun. Although, the the great thing about using it the way that we're using it, you just basically tell the, pro- the, the drone where you want it to go, and then it does it. So you're kind of on the watch for if a helicopter comes down the valley, which did happen to us twice, um, just so you can avoid colliding with it. Cause Technically, they're supposed to fly above a certain level, but they don't always.
0: I've got some guys in my house that would like to be you when they grow up. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) There's an interesting overlap between writing and uh, what Rob does with map making. Um, Most people who've read, not urban fantasy, but classic fantasy, typically there's a map in the beginning. There's a map of Mordor and... You can tell that, yes, they've got to go through that pass. There isn't any other way to do it. And um, both Rob and I share the preference for books that have maps in them. Um, I use maps a lot writing Blood Rain, so I know exactly what street all the characters live on, um, what bus they would take to get there. Um, For me, fantasy has to be anchored in the real world. Um, It's if it's all 100% made up and there's no level of reality to it at all I, d- I just don't think it b- becomes believable as fiction and people c- just can't suspend disbelief so um, I know that I've got a, um, uh, a science fiction book planned for the future and that's going to require some mapping and Rob is actually going to create the maps for me and he's got something to say about that
2: yes that is one of my big pet peeves when Authors write these great novels that, that have a complex physical environment, but there's no uh, graphical context, a map, that kind of shows how everything relates to, to, to each other. And um, it just bugs me, because it, it's a missed opportunity to, to, to have this very, you know, usually very simple map explaining the what's missing. And uh, so I, I'm hoping in post-retirement to uh, maybe bring a, a service to, to local uh, authors, and one of the great things about maps is that you can often find flaws in what they've written, um, so you can kind of help them uh, develop develop their worlds with a map, and yeah, so I just promote the idea that authors need to include maps more, or at least use them in, in the development of their universes.
0: Sounds like a, a course for a conference on writing yes how I'm to do map making
1: I'm hoping to over the next couple of years help Rob develop a seminar to maybe give it creative ink I, I think it would go over well but I think creative ink has to grow a little bit to be able to support um, a, a more niche topic yeah you absolutely d- Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know that you having gone and looked at their materials over the last few years there's a fair amount of repetition they're still in that building phase trying to cover the broad basics and they haven't, they've only started to specialize things um, uh, in a kind of random way. I think it's just based on who the conference organizers know and what subspecialties they have. So they end up with, Lots of stuff about sword fighting, but absolutely no information on how to accurately portray mental health disorders, for example. Yeah. So this year, actually, um, Sylvia Fraser and I are teaming up. She's a psychiatric nurse for um, 40 years before she retired. And I have a background, as you know, in the social services. So we're um, going to give a seminar at Creative Inc. called Getting the Mental Health Details Right so that people stop um, using the wrong terminology, um, presenting the wrong symptom picture, and also um, press themselves creatively to deal with villains that um, aren't stereotyped. Because there's a huge stigma about mental health concerns, and often in literature and, and other parts of pop culture, how that's portrayed is, oh, well, the people who are doing really bad stuff, they're just crazy. And that's that's the problem, and that that's not actually what the problem is. And I mean, even using the word crazy is a little bit um, edgy these days. I'm I'm aware of the discourse around how many people don't appreciate that word. No. Um, so one of the many things I have to do. And right? being
0: d- identified as as your disorder as opposed to a person with that yes, disorder. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah the the, uh, the language around that is is uh, very sensitive.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, when is Creative Inc? the next one?
1: Uh, I believe it's in March it's now. Next March,
0: March twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, I mean it seems to float between March and May, and I'm not sure why it floats. Um, it's only Sandra knows. Yeah,
0: it's so Creative Inc. is a writer writers f- uh, conference mm-hmm. that's held uh, in New Westminster area, mm, Burnaby, Burnaby. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Burnaby, Delta Burnaby usually has it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yep. and it's mainly a, a conference for genre writers. Um, it's also a, a conference for readers, so readers are most welcome. And probably about half the attendees are not writers, they're readers. And yeah. they're there to meet their favorite authors or in, in some way participate, learn about the creative process. Yeah. And it's, good.
0: it's a good conference. Oh, we've got... May 15th to 17th, 2020. Oh, well, there you go. Delta Burnaby. Delta Excellent. Hotel Burnaby. There we go. So May this year. We're, we're on this. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, so in your processes in writing all this, getting all this writing done and so on, have there been uh, barriers or obstacles that you...
1: Uh, well, Blood you? Rain did take 12 years to write. So, yeah, <laughs> more more than a few. Um, I've really struggled with self-confidence and self-esteem and um, finding my creative voice, um, being able to push through other people's negative evaluations. Um, gosh, it, it would be easy to to list the problems I haven't had as a writer because i've I've been plagued by writer's block. Um, and had to work hard at finding ways to um, overcome that I would encourage everybody to find an individual s- um, self-tailored solution because I don't think there's a silver bullet that's going to fix writer's block for all writers at all times um, because I'm active in more than one artistic um, endeavor I, f- I often find that if I'm stuck with writing I'll paint or make collage or um, you know fire up illustrator and make some electronic art um, and that will sometimes loosen things up um, I also noticed that if you do something different with your body you get something different with your mind so some of my best ideas come when I'm out for a walk or having a shower some something about changing the physical state changes the mental state and loosens stuff up um, what do you observe Rob
2: um, myself I'm not a fictional writer but I am a technical writer I, I do a lot of that at work um, certainly I am completely lost without a deadline if I don't have that barrier I can't be allowed to pass without finishing a chunk of work I, I get lost so if if some if somebody that I'm working with doesn't give me a deadline I really have to be pointedly set myself one and and really stick to it um, I've also got a lot out of playing my ideas off of chloe um because she she she's really good at thinking outside of the box so i I do appreciate that
1: well thanks (laughs) (laughs) um what else uh i mean some and some of the some of the obstacles coming at me were just life on life's terms i went through a, a fairly traumatic relationship breakup Um, I had some health problems, I had surgery a couple of times, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up, you know, to be able to pay my mortgage, so, you know, life on life's terms happens, and that, that took up a chunk of time as well, but those things are always going to be factors, life is always going to slap you in the face with a dead fish when you least expect it, that's just how it rolls, and the, well, um, can we cuss on your on your? Okay, sure. I, I have a friend who's uh, passed away now, but he, he used to t- tell me all the time, "Life is a shit sandwich, and your only choice is, would you like a pickle with it?"
0: <laughs> I like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, yeah. So, uh, I I choose pickles. <laughs> 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 Why not? So, any um,
0: uh, ways around obstacles that have. Worked for you? Um, Obstacles with not just writing, but with you know publication. With
1: uh, I think having um, good self care, and that also includes a um, a supportive team around you. Uh, and you know, I don't need very many people, but uh, I d- the ones I have, I need to be they need to be dedicated because I'm a high-maintenance individual. Um, uh, Rob and I were joking earlier today that it's a good thing he came with me, because normally I shouldn't be left unsupervised out in public. <laughs> um, but you're the queen of networking. I've been watching you, talking to
0: people here as they walk by, and mm. you're the queen of networking. You yeah, I
1: like, to- I like people. I like talking to them. Um, and like all writers, I'm an observer um, of people. And i found often that the best way to observe people is to make sure they can't tell you're observing them. And a great way to hide the fact that you're observing them is to be friendly and chatty. Looks like you have a customer. I We're do. Going to take a break here.
0: So, Chloe, uh, aside from Rob's uh, deadline pressure motivation do you have any secret techniques to getting projects done
1: I've got a few that work for me um I I would I'm with Rob deadlines are important and uh and the more external the deadline the better I'm not great at keeping my word to myself but I'm pretty good at keeping my word to other people so that's that's a, a technique that I've um used so often I will frame my commitment to get certain things done as a promise to Rob or some other person that's very important to me. Um, And then when I feel like procrastinating and not doing it, I start to think about, oh, but then I'll have to go and tell this person that trusts me that I'm not able to fulfill what I said I would do and that really bugs me and I find that motivating. Um, Don't go more than three days without writing. Um, I find if if my flow is broken. I have to spend a lot of time getting back to where I was mentally to, um, finish a thought. So three, I can go three days without working on a project. If it's longer than that, then I'm kind of making more work for myself. So I have to have my hand in every three days. Um, the other thing I do sometimes, especially when I'm very motivated is, um, when I'm finished writing for the day, I won't finish at the end of a paragraph or a chapter or even a sentence I'll leave it unfinished and then it bugs me so much I'm very eager to get back to it the next day I like that yeah (laughs) that's a good trick yeah um it doesn't work with writing poetry though it only works with prose (laughs) um what else uh aside from deadlines and not going long periods of time without writing in a way and you know wasting time that way I would say the single most important thing for me is um, relationships finding a community of other writers and having writers to talk about writing with where um, everyone takes themselves and their work seriously in in the good way uh, not in the pretentious way um, that that's made all the difference and um, that's actually part of why we moved to New Westminster previously we'd lived in Coquitlam and um, there's not the art scene in Coquitlam is not like what it is in New West and uh, you know also just suburbs man the not for me so I like the more urban environment and um, there's a more vibrant arts community in New West
0: yeah, I noticed that when I was there for the New West Group had a had a workshop weekend that I attended. Oh, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. That was probably in conjunction with Federation of BC Writers. Yes,
1: yes. Oh, the other thing, don't get involved with volunteer projects for writing. They'll absorb all your time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, I had a stint on the executive of the Federation of BC Writers and man, d- d- whoa, that was a lot of work. Right. Um, I will uh,
0: make notes to myself when something occurs to me and I don't have time to deal with it. Mm. Uh, 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 in the shower, I'll think, oh, oh that, that character should do this. And then i write it down. And I'm notorious for putting those on pieces of paper and sticking them somewhere and then not being able to find them later. Ah. <laughs> do you do any of those
1: kind of things? I do with... Uh, oh, looks like Rob has something to say.
2: Oh. Uh. Occasionally, uh, I'll have an idea that I think would appeal to Chloe, and I'll just send her an email or we'll just be talking about it in the car and i have to remember to, to send a, an email to her reminding her about it. So she's probably got a, uh, uh, a bunch of emails flagged in her inbox uh, with, with a bunch of ideas, which maybe they'll get to. Maybe, they, maybe they'll be, be used in the future. Maybe not. Yeah,
1: exactly right. I've got a, a, an email subfolder that's full of emails. And usually it's just the idea and the subject line because we were talking about it. And somehow, if it again, if it comes as an email from him, I pay attention to him more than I pay attention to myself. So it, it's just a way to, to work around it. But I also stick post-it notes everywhere with cryptic. Um, and so do I. Yeah. <laughs> and then on hot, humid days, they all melt off the walls. She's never very good I have one of those uh what do you call kindu boards Mm. where it's
0: where it's uh needs to happen is happening and is done oh nice there's so much in the it needs to happen column it's unbelievable but once I retire from this pesky day job I'll be able to get all those things done I just know I will
1: (laughs) can I add a, a a suggestion for your board Instead of having a to-do list, have a to-da list. So not just the stuff that's done, but the stuff that was done spectacularly that Ah. you're very proud of. And maybe that list can have glitter letters.
0: I was thinking of adding to the done stuff, the stuff that I got done that wasn't on the to-do list. Oh, I
1: always do that. (laughs) On my this-is-what-I-did list, I always add the stuff that wasn't originally, because I did it. So I want the credit for it. Yeah, yep. Do you know the trick with highlighters and to-do lists? No. So you don't highlight what's left to do. You highlight what you have done to emphasize um, what you've accomplished, and rather than what you haven't accomplished. I'm by nature, I'm very much a glass half-empty person, so I have to really work at being positive and maintaining a positive mental attitude, and you know, not. To, not getting so wrapped up in my head that my brain is like a snarl of black thread. Um, it's it's easy for me to go there. So I have to celebrate the positives. Otherwise, it, I'm toast.
0: That's a good idea. I tend to uh, redo the to-do list, taking off all the things I've done, and, and it just seems like walking up the down escalator it never seems <laughs> to get done right? because you're just adding new stuff all the time
1: yes well so that's the thing
0: that's one thing and then another right yeah absolutely <laughs> and most of them are nothing to do with the writing yes yes so what uh new projects have you got going
1: well um there's i'm about 70 percent drafted uh, the sequel to blood rain uh the sequel's called blood down the bones um it will have a whole different layer of controversy associated with it because I can't seem to write something that doesn't offend somebody somewhere. Um, so that'll that'll be fun. It'll be a whole um, new batch of angry emails. So good, yay! Um, uh, I've got a novel about. Uh, I've got an outline and about twenty five percent of a novel called Downward Dog, which is about. An alcoholic yoga instructor who has to stop a group of satanists in Kelowna from bringing about the the apocalypse. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, what else? Uh, oh, and I've got a an outline for um, a science fiction trilogy that's about a world. Well, it it's about a society that is. Um, constructed itself to breed men out so that there are only women and trans people and then what happens with, with that That that's sort of what it's about interesting yeah and um, they have a spaceship that's actually an organic animal that lives in outer space and so they kind of live like um, the human beings are to this space animal as germs are to us so they live in sort of the blood vessels and Um, actual bacteria in the animal they've um, kept as pets like dogs and cats and things so it's it's, weird things happening with scale yeah and that's not even the thrust of it that's just kind of going on in the background and it's a theocracy of goddess worshippers there's there's a lot going on
0: does she talk in her sleep Rob and is it scary
2: I wish she would (laughs) Um, sadly no. no she's all good (laughs)
0: so uh any last words of advice for our listeners on how to balance all the things of life and still achieve your your goals
1: i think the most important lesson i've learned is to put up and shut up instead of sitting around talking and thinking about how much i want to be writing how about try writing and yeah, it'll be a shitty first draft. Who cares? It doesn't have to be great. It just has to be written down. That that seems to be the solution. Um, so that's that's what I would encourage people do, just to write it down. And um, bigger dummies than you have had success. So so don't say maybe, <laughs> just do
0: it. Yeah, just do it <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, How uh,
0: about you, Rob? About. Uh, Supporting a writer, about uh, yeah. keeping track of your own goals.
2: Well, sir, I, I quite like hanging out with Chloe when she's writing because she'll just randomly throw out a question that is just totally from left field. Like yesterday I was looking up how a dif- differential works uh, for one project and you know, another time it might be uh, she'll send me off looking into uh, a cult of thought or something like that. It's um. Today it was dog bites and sepsis. Yeah, so you never. I, I learned a lot just being around her because I, I, I guess I've I'm, I've kind of become a, a default research guy if if I happen to be convenient. So, I, I quite enjoy that.
1: Well, I'm glad because I don't know that I'd stop even if you disliked it. So, <laughs> it's probably for the best that you like it. Uh, um, I think Rob's actually kind of downplayed his contribution. Um. I don't know if I'd be upright most days if it weren't for uh, Rob's careful care and feeding of Chloe. Um,
2: Apparently I can make a good cup of coffee. He
1: does. He doesn't even drink coffee, and he makes excellent coffee. Oh, awesome. Every morning. We're coming to your house. Yeah. (laughs) So where do we find you? Um, Well, you can find me online at ChloeCocking.com. Uh, on Twitter, I'm lady or at lady incisor, although I'm not on Twitter very often because Twitter is sort of an armpit and people are mean and honestly, it brings out the worst in me and we don't want to do that. Um, I've got a Facebook author page, Chloe A. Cocking. If you email me at, through the Facebook page, I will tell you what the A stands for. Um, and uh, I have an author page on Goodreads as well
0: and you gave your website yes
1: yes chloecocking.com
0: perfect okay yeah so we know what you, where you to find all that oh and you didn't tell us about
1: Hector oh Hector um, Hector is not a person Hector is uh, a book of poems uh, that uh, is forthcoming shortly um, just because everyone keeps asking me, who is Hector? Hector as a verb meaning shrewishly nagging people, not um, not the name of a guy. So
0: I like that. Having read the poems it's perfect.
1: Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I'm nagging. Absolutely. People quite <laughs> <laughs> <in
0: it>. I'm <laughs> absolutely. Alrighty. So um, I think that's about all we're going to bother you with today and we'll let you get back to selling books okay and thanks for uh, chatting with us uh chloe and rob cocking
1: thank you thank you
0: and that was chloe and rob cocking you can find their details in the description of this episode thanks to indigo mayfair for the space to do our interview a nod to our sponsor philidith publishing and a shout-out to our podcast production team at Pony's Tech Corral. Special thanks to you, our amazing listeners. Keep sharing, listening, and commenting. If you have someone who inspires you, let us know at zoe at dontsaymaybe.com. That's Z-O-E at dontsaymaybe, no apostrophe, dot com. And we'll ask them to chat with us in future episodes. Until next time... This is Zoe Duff and don't say maybe.